0: Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Linaway, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Hi there, I've been calling these episodes where it's just me, Rachel Linaway, Solo Potpourri. I think it's important to call it potpourri because from time to time it will be about just anything. But today, my solo potpourri is a celebration. (coughs) I want to do it again. (laughs) Today I am celebrating the 100th episode of The Real Deal. And I'm really excited. I'm excited to celebrate. And yes, I could have had one of my guests on for today. But today I just wanted to celebrate what God has done in my heart, in the people that I've been able to interview as guests, and with the greater audience. So you Real Dealers out there, I'm so excited that you've been around for these 100 episodes. Perhaps you haven't listened to them all. I want to encourage you to go back to different seasons and listen to people that you have not heard their interviews. I would like to challenge you to do a possible interview episode where it was just me, and maybe it was before a live audience, because there is a potpourri of sorts in the whole real deal. So I'm excited. What I have planned for this episode is just to celebrate and thank God. I want to tell you a little bit about my dad. I talk about him every episode. You hear me talk to my guest about my dad, Richard Hagen, calling something the real deal. I want to tell you the reason behind the real deal and dedicate it to him. I'm going to read to you from my book, Beloved, because there is a tribute to my father in this book. I'm also just going to pray for you because I want to pray for those of you out here. Number one, Rachel, in a way, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in you. I want to help you celebrate that. But I also want you to know there may be something that's on your heart, something that you want to start, something that you have an idea for. And I just want to bless you in that. So I want to impart the beginnings and the middles and the journey of what I've been going on to you. So I will do that. Okay, so I just want to give you a little background. My son was in a play in um, Playhouse West in California. We went out there to visit him, and one of his friends was going and attending a play that Andrew wrote and also starred in. It was amazing. It was a great night. And I got to catch up with this gentleman afterwards. He was asking me some things about, so what are you doing? You know, he calls me Mrs. Inouye because he knew me since I, he was young. And what are you doing, Mrs. Inouye? How are things going? And I was catching up with him as well. Well, you know how I like to interview people. So before the real deal even existed, I was asking him questions, trying to draw him out. Found out some of the things he enjoys, and he wanted to make a full-length film. And so I was just encouraging him. I said, that's amazing. Not everybody wants to do that. I celebrate that. I hope that you will do that. What's interesting is he has sense done it. And it was just last summer, and I was excited for him that that was a reality in his life, as we were talking all those years ago. So I started this in 2018. The first episode was on my father's birthday. My father was my first guest. Richard Hagen was my first guest, and it forms the podcast for you. I think what I, the tribute that I will read will explain to you a little bit about my dad, but he did always say to be the real deal. Just be the RD, the authentic you. And he'd go in and tell us, you know, that means to him that wood should be wooden, leather should be leather, pottery should be pottery, don't be fake anything. And it it really affected me. So as I was talking to this gentleman in LA that day, he then returned the question. So what have you been up to? What are some things that you're interested in doing? And I told him, you know, I still love to speak to audiences. And I I love that. I feel so alive when I'm in front of an audience. And I often tell people, it's like I have a cord dangling behind me. And then when there's an audience, it finds an outlet and I feel fully alive. I, I love that. And I mentioned that I also love just meeting with people, having people up in my upper loft area, chatting with them, finding out about their stories, maybe praying over them, sharing a part of God's word with them, and then they leave. And I said, I just love that, but I often feel like I meet so many amazing people, hear about their story, and then wish I had someone else with me that day because I feel so enriched by our conversation. And I told this gentleman, I said, you know... I would like to interview people and get a little bit of their story. And then I shared from Revelation. And I said, Revelation 19.10 says that testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I explained to him what that means is just that what God does in one person's life, he's able to do in another. And it encourages us. So I said, you know, I think I'd love to have a podcast. And he's like, well, what would it be like? So we just talked about it. I said, I believe maybe interview format, sometimes just parts of my speaking episodes, episodes, speaking engagements, and I always want to share scripture, maybe pray for people. Well, you know that that's basically the format of the real deal. So why am I sharing that? Because this is the 100th episode, and I can, and I also want you to know that your ideas and speaking to somebody about them our words create worlds, and that was forming things, and then that's exactly what I did. My father was the first episode, and you often hear at the end of The Real Deal, so I'm just going to give you a little glimpse behind the scenes. You often hear me say, the person, my guests say, don't forget to save it. Here's why. Years ago, when my father was my first guest, he came, and we recorded the podcast, and it was wonderful, And we saved it, but we forgot to do the save as or anyway, however that worked out, it did not get saved. And so I've always had that thought and it used to bother me so much. And then God told me, you know, that might've just been for you and your dad. That might've just been a really special thing because he spoke over me and he blessed me and he told me I was the real deal and all these sweet things. And I realized that was just for me and my dad. But since then, every guest that I have Seated next to me, I say, your one job is to be yourself. The other job is to tell me to save it. So that's a little bit of trivia in there that you always hear me say, let's save it. Also, where do I get my guests? Well, I want to begin to now tell you, if you have somebody that you believe is just the real deal, they're authentically who they are. They don't put on a mask and then change themselves for other situations. They are the real deal. You can submit it, rachelinway.org. Just contact me and say, I have a guest I'd love for you to interview. That's one way. Another thing is when I've had my guests, I ask, who is your example of a real deal and how has it affected you? Who in your life has been the real deal? And so many people have told me who their real deal is that I want to do a second wave of interviews that have to do with some of those people that have been suggested. So you can celebrate with me on that. So how did I get to 100 episodes? I never thought I'd have 100 episodes. I never knew that the audiences would all tune in and listen. I didn't know that people would share the podcast. I just knew that I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And that was to begin and share the testimonies of God through his people and share it to others. So, Zechariah 4.10 says this, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And another uh, version says, do not despise the day of small beginnings. That's Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10. So it's really important. What is it? Let me just ask you, what it is, is it in your life that you may despise the small beginning? But God has a lot. Remember, just two fish and five loaves, God multiplied it and it fed 5,000. That was just the men counted. That would mean it fed more Or possibly, we're told to just bring whatever we have, and even in our weakness, God is strong. So what is it that you may want to do? You may want to start. It could be a business. It could be writing cards to a friend. It could be whatever. Ask Holy Spirit, is there something? But I keep dialing it down and thinking, no, that's not a big deal. It may not be a big deal. It may be a small beginning, but God has a way of multiplying it. So just bless um, the ideas that God has in your head and say, God, whatever this is, I bless it and I ask for you to call it forth. And I call forth ideas even in you right now. So I wanted to tell you that my dad is the impetus behind the real deal. And I wrote the book Beloved, Arise, Shine, Awaken to Your True Identity in Christ. And I have not published yet, but I have narrated this for audiobook. But I want to read just a section of this tribute to you now because it frames a little bit of the real deal. And then I'm going to just basically pray and let you know that thanks for tuning in and celebrating with me. Okay, so here we go. This is from the tribute to Richard Hagen. Richard Hagen, a tribute. Something given or done as an expression of esteem. Before I continue, let me tell you that my father was alive and I sent this tribute to him. So he has actually read this tribute, he kept this tribute, and then I put it in the book. It is going to speak to him in present tense as if he's still alive, and he is because he's part of the great cloud of witnesses, but he has passed from this life. So I'm just going to read it the way I wrote it to him. I am so grateful to God for the many things in my life my salvation, purchased at Christ's expense, his mercy. Love and the care in my life have been so evident. It amazes me to think that the God of the universe, the sovereign one over all creation, the one who flung the stars into space and calls them each by name, the one who tells the seas how far they can go and gives them their borders and boundaries, the one who made every animal and every plant also created me. And when this sovereign God of the universe created me, he gave me a mother and a father. It was God's design that I would be Richard Hagen's daughter. And for that tremendous blessing, I praise his name. My dad showed me love in more ways than this short tribute can attest to. He has spent time with me, counseled me, guided me, taught me, laughed with me, shopped with me, eaten with me, and we have sung together for years. That is one of my earliest vivid memories of time spent with him. We would sing Little White Duck together for fun or for an audience. He taught me my first three chords on the guitar. I could play a mean shoe fly, Don't Bother Me, thanks to my dad. We have sung spirituals like, May the circle be unbroken. And hymns like, Amazing Grace. And what a friend we have in Jesus. Or, He touched me, oh, he touched me, just to name a few. And we have sung Elvis's Blue Suede Shoes and Patsy Cline's Crazy. I have fond memories of my dad singing and playing the guitar in the living room while I would fall asleep in the bedroom down the hall. I still remember late-night worship sessions held in our small living room with people crammed in singing to God with those both electric and acoustic guitars playing and tambourines jingling. It was never about performing perfectly, but always occurred with great worship and sweet fellowship experienced by all. I've often wondered what the neighbors may have thought. Could they even hear? I think some of them attended. I always tried my best to strum my guitar as my dad would fiddle around on the elect guitar and play the booming line of a bass. I sometimes felt frustrated because I couldn't play by ear like he did or figure out new keys, but my dad never made me feel inferior or squelch my love for playing music with him. I also remember going places with my dad. I liked to get into our pickup truck or camper and head downtown Ames with him. One time, we drove all the way down to downtown, parked the car, and we laughed because he couldn't remember why we had come. It didn't matter. I still had fun. Even running errands together would be an adventure. If we got in the car wash or drove to the corner gas station parking lot where the farmer sold sweet corn off his flatbed truck, or if we stopped at the DQ as a family to get a peanut buster parfait or chocolate-dipped cone that we ordered from the small screen windows that were there at the time... It was just higher than my little head. As the DQ employee passed yummy treats to us through that same small screen window, it all seemed sweeter when my dad was along. Richard never seemed to meet a stranger. Although innately somewhat shy, he can talk to anyone easily. He will ask a couple of standard questions to any person he meets. First, where are you from? Where's your home, home, home? Or, what's your middle name? He can strike up a conversation easily with any Tom, Dick, or Harry. On the street corner, by commenting about their pickup truck or their motorcycle, or perhaps he'll mention their cap that they're wearing, or appreciate the little one that's riding in the stroller they're pushing. No matter what the comment, he makes an instant connection with his warm voice, a friendly smile, and brief inquiry. Later, he leaves behind a person who is no longer a stranger, but an acquaintance or a friend. I've witnessed this thousands of times. He's masterful. My dad seemed to know everyone. In fact, when I was younger, I thought every cashier who was female had the name Frida. Because he would greet every young lady with, Well, hello, Frida. It never occurred to me until much later That's just what he affectionately called each of them. My father, Richard, has never been overly affectionate or super cuddly. But he lets me sit near him, and he pats me on the back, and he does give me hugs. Sometimes he gives this kind, squeezing so tightly, he momentarily lifts me up so that my feet dangle. Squeezing so tightly, he momentarily lifts me up that my feet dangle. This, even though he's in his 80s. While squeezing, he'll often say, yep. I love you, Rach, and he pats me bold three times, smack, smack, smack. Or he'll give me a side hug, pulling me near with his left hand while he shakes mine with his right, and he looks me in the eye, and he blurts out, good job, Rach. I always savor those words because he means them. He's very encouraging, yet reserves those words for time when he's truly proud of me, and because of that, they have weight and a profound impact on me. My dad is an artist and always talked about his love for the genuine article. He likes things that are made from real leather, wood, glass, metal, stone, things that look like what they are. He calls it honesty of materials, 100% pure. I grew up with driftwood and stones and gnarly branches and cut weeds from the ditch in vases as home decor. To this day, I love weavings and wooden boxes and sculptures and paintings and drawings. My father also commented on people that he met. He, as he gets to know them, he'll say, now that's the genuine article, the real McCoy. I'm not even sure what that means. But I, knows that he, I know that he's speaking about the real, the authentic, the true, true to who they are, people. He is drawn to them. And so am I. I'm glad that he vicariously taught me to look for that in people. Because of that, I can sense if something's a bit off, or if someone is hiding, or just pretending, or even covering up in some manner. Richard Hagen is the real deal, the genuine article. What you see is what you get. When you get him, you know what you've got. My dad, oh, he's a storyteller. He always has a story to tell about his boyhood, spent in an Iowa farm with his seven siblings, his life lessons, his random, almost unreal experiences, so strange that you know it's true because no one can make that kind of stuff up. He has many stories from art school about some eccentric artist or his favorite professor, or from a time spending teaching art at Iowa State University. It may be a story or a joke that he recently heard, and he wants to share it so he can laugh all over again. He's masterful at this. We all have our favorite stories and request them as if standing at a jukebox, selecting our favorite tune, B12 or J19, even the grandkids. My nieces and nephews or my own children say, Grandpa, tell the one about. I've had the privilege for the duration of about 10 years to have taught in summer classes with my dad. In Iowa. The truth is I collected the money for graduate credit, took the attendance and visited with all the teachers who were now students and helped in clerical ways. Let it never be mistaken. My dad was teaching the class. And every teacher in Iowa that attended, whether to further their understanding or to gain graduate credit or to review their renew their certification, each one gathered from Richard a rich wealth of art and design information and soaked it up like a dry sponge in fresh water, rainwater. During those classes, I heard some of his stories repeatedly, but I never grew tired of hearing them. Each varying in duration, some disturbing, others touching, some were funny, and my dad laughs while telling them. I would always wonder As he was winding the story and looping it here and taking it there, was he going to come back to his point? Sometimes I thought he'd forgotten a section or left out a particular detail. But then he would provide it specifically at the exact time with the same inflections as before because it was a true story with vivid memories attached to every detail. But every time, he would bring it to its conclusion, sometimes in full-circle manner, tying up all the loose ends and giving the moral of the story and landing each story brilliantly, like a pilot who effortlessly touches the plane's wheels gently on the runway. I would sit, dumbfounded, shaking my head, with the corner of my mouth turned up in a soft smile, thinking to myself, Man! he's done it again. I was so proud to be his daughter and to get to listen to him instruct and encourage and entertain. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to The Real Deal. I love to tell stories too. People have told me that I'm good at it. I know I've learned and I've been influenced by my dad. In a sense, I've taken a master class from the master without needing any graduate credit. My dad's love has helped me develop a strong sense of identity. I think I have always known who I was because I knew whose I was. I'm Rachel, Richard Hagen's daughter. I think that's true in the spiritual as well. We can't know who we are until we know whose we are. We are our Heavenly Fathers, created by, designed for, loved eternally, purchased forever, and delighted in immeasurably by Him. Although we all go through stages and phases, it's very important to know who we are deep down inside. My dad has always applauded the things that he has seen in me that were good. Every time I headed out the door as a young lady, his parting words would be, Be good. I don't think I realized how profound that was on me until I became older and wiser. In a world that is obsessed with looking good, it's important that we are asked and reminded to be good. I remember asking my father as he stood on the back patio grilling pork chops about an outfit of mine or my hairstyle or something. And he said something like, Rachel, you could dye your hair purple. And this was long before anyone actually did. And people would think that that's exactly the way you meant it to be. Because you are confident, young lady. You are a hot dog, a baggage chief. Remember, some people don't like a hot dog, but that's okay. You know who you are. My dad wasn't giving a lesson about food or food choices or even meat. He called me a hot dog, equating that with confidence. He was instilling in me the deep rooted confidence that doesn't waver due to people's opinion or become crushed by peer pressure or a desire to be popular or well liked. He loved me. He approved of me. That's what truly counted. Even to the day that grounds me the thought of this deep love makes my eyes drip <laughs> That's what I wrote as i as I wrote this book, but you noticed my eyes dripped before that. My eyes dripped with hot tears and streamed down my cheeks even now. Thank you God, for my dad. I know some people are very confused and thoroughly messed up about God's love for them based on a pathetic example of an earthly father in their lives. And this truly grieves me. But it doesn't make me ashamed or want to shy away from the overflowing grateful heart that I have for my earthly and my heavenly father. I'm not ashamed to testify about this goodness in my life, because its source is Jesus. Every good and Every perfect gift comes from above. Everything good comes from Jesus. I know that. Undeserved? Yes. Yet granted to me. Thanks for listening to that tribute. It's just in the beginning of my book, Beloved, Arise, Shine. Hoping that the audio version will be out at some point in time. I don't know what that is, but you can always get the book off um, Amazon or on my website. It's a great book about our identity, Arise, Shine, Awaken to Your True Identity in Christ. So I just wanted to uh, dedicate the podcast and basically give you a little bit of the dedication to my dad. And I speak about him every single episode because I'm trying to explain to my guests why the real deal means so much to me. I hope those of you who have been real dealers for a very long time understand when you're listening to me interview people, How profound it is when you see somebody or hear their story or listen to their testimony to realize that they reflect God's glory and you're looking into the eyes of another person who contains God. It says in Romans that the manifold wisdom of God is being displayed to the church, to the believers and to the angels through the church. Because we are showing a glimpse of who God is, the manifold wisdom, like you're just turning the diamond, and a little bit of it shines this way and that way. And that's why I think it's important to celebrate our significance and the genius of God in each one of us. And I celebrate your significance. You're a masterpiece. You're God's poem. And the masterpiece doesn't sell for a little bit. It is his masterpiece. He doesn't even sell it. It's too prized to him to give it away. You are God's poem, his workmanship, his masterpiece. And I celebrate your significance and the genius of God in you. And so today, I just wanted to give you a little background of the real deal. So I'm calling these solo potpourris. And today's potpourri was just a celebration. Remember celebrating... (laughs) I don't know why, but these always make me giggle. Celebrating a 100 episodes. So those of you who have been real dealers for a long time, thank you. Thank you. Those of you who are new, I pray and hope that this always encourages you. It would be my privilege to have this be multiplied by God and also by people. God will take it where he wants to take it. But when people share it, in the natural it gets spread. And in the spirit realm, I know God is assigning people to listen to particular episodes. One thing you could do is if you have enjoyed the real deal, leave a review. Just write it and leave a review. It can be one sentence. I am actually going to ask you to do that. If you're listening now and you've always thought about that, just do it. And if you are listening but you don't follow the show, up in the top it says follow. Just click that. That would be helpful. I'm going to close the way my dad closed the prayer. One time when he was with me and then I'm just going to pray for you at the end. Richard's prayer was, Lord, we ask for all the people listening. We ask that you would help us to be the best we can be, and we'll thank you in Christ's name. So, Father, I thank you for each person listening to the sound of my voice, each person watching this YouTube video, each person who's tuned in to the real deal. My prayer, God, is that whatever is in their heart right now that they're purposing to do or something inkling in their spirit that they might want to do, just much like mine was years ago, probably 2017, when I was wondering about the podcast. Lord, would you just bless that idea in the name of Jesus? I break off fear in Jesus' name. I speak peace in Jesus' name. I pray that you'd connect people with somebody that they may need, ideas that you'd give them dreams and vision, that you'd resource it. Lord, I even pray for this podcast, that you would put people in place that need to spread it. If there's sponsors to be had, if there's things that need to be done, whatever it is, God, take it. It's yours. I pray that you would do that with my ideas, with the people who are listening. Whatever it is, God, you've given us the mind of Christ and we want to run with the things that you do. So even as we start, Lord, the first of anything, I pray that we would not despise the day of small beginnings because you, Lord, rejoice when we begin. So I thank you, God, and I pray a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so that's me. I just wanted to celebrate today because this marks the 100th episode of The Real Deal. So thanks for tuning in. Share it with somebody. And thanks for listening to me give a tribute to my dad. Bye. Go be you. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.